Hello, Sobertown, and welcome to the Sobertown podcast. I am your host, co-host, sorry. There are two of us today. I am Polly A, and with me on this sober train for the first time in quite a while is my really good sober friend, Karina. Hi, Karina. Hello, it's lovely to be back again. <laughs> lovely to see your gorgeous face. Yep, we're back on the train. And one thing that has happened, we've got together physically in the real world, spent mm -hmm. a, a lovely couple of days together. I really, truly enjoyed that. And what happened there, and there is a picture of us, a photo of us, on the Sobertown podcast website. And it talks, of, and it's about me sitting, holding your book. Yes. That you wrote to add to our amazing Sobertown community. And what I will say, people, is Sobertown is a community, the SobertownPodcast.com. It's a community that was started by one of our sober friends. There is everybody that works on Sobertown is a volunteer because we understand the devastating effects of alcohol and we're here to shine a light on alcohol's ugly side. We have the SobertownPodcast.com, which you can find all your toolboxes, inspiration and your resources. We've also got a Facebook group, private Facebook group. Whatever you post in Sobertown, Facebook stays in Sobertown, Facebook. We're like Las Vegas. What you say there stays there. It's all private. So it's all confidential. So because we know a lot of people need to maintain confidentiality in their journey. But part of our toolbox now is a book that's been written by my wonderful friend here, Karina. It's the A to Z of alcohol and sobriety. And it's come about because of everything she's learned in, the la in these two years, just over two years, actually. What is it? 26, 25 months? 25 months, I think. Yeah, 25, 25 months. Yes, 25 yeah. months. Yeah. Mm. All that she's learned with Tim, with the community, actually, because that's how we learned and how we, we, we got our ideas, but also her many, many years as a mental health nurse. She's got a lot of experience in the mental health side. So, Karina, what made you decide on the book? Well, it's something that I, when I was mental health nursing years and years and years ago, when people were depressed, we would give them leaflets and things to, you know, educate. We know that education and learning is is one of the, the key tools to our recovery. And I speak to people who say, used to love reading, but they can't concentrate or couldn't concentrate to read or digest and take things in. And I do all of them just reading like a line or a paragraph and just seeing how they could get and then putting a book down. But it's very difficult when you've got a novel or something and something you want to read and you can't understand. So for many years, I've had the thought of writing a, a book that is easy for people to understand, mm -hmm. that they can pick up, they can put down whenever they want. They can just read a sentence if they want. And it, that sentence in itself would make some sort of sense. And then when I started on my sobriety journey, obviously when we first started, I, I didn't plan, I didn't prepare. I'd had very, very many trial runs, as many of us have. And uh, on the 5th of August, two years ago, 2020, I was lucky enough to find the I Am Sober community. And on there, I found a wealth of resources, a great community, such great support, and learn about connection being key, about 
help and support from other people. And through that, you find lots of resources, but it takes a long time to find out all the resources that, that you need. And you pick up things along your way. And I think it would be really good, you know, if there was a book when we first started to help people with all different resources, because even as a nurse, I was never an eclectic practitioner. I'm not a one one size fits all kind of girl. It has to, you know, I, I would use different therapies to suit the different person and the different needs and how I thought that person would work and what would be best for them. And so I think you need lots and lots of choices in our sabre journey. Many people think, as I did at the beginning, it's AA or nothing, but that is, is not the case as we find out on our journey. But we kind of left us thinking, well, where do I start? Where do I begin? And we always say, well, we start at the very beginning, but where is that? Where is the beginning? We know it is to stop drinking. We know it's to put down the drink. But what we don't probably realise is that to be sober, we have to work it and we have to work so much. And there's so much emotional stuff that things come out and feelings and emotions. So I kind of wanted to write a book that encompassed all of that, that encompassed information about alcohol. Quickly, it was a really big part of, of my original journey or initial journey. But again, I learned that from the I'm Sober app, what books to read. And I just stumbled across Annie Grace's Naked Mind, which is many of us the Bible. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that really helped. And Catherine Gray's The Unexpected Joys of Being Sable, my yeah, two books. My two books. Yeah. And they were the most important books for me because I could relate so much and they gave me so much information. And then as the journey goes on, I think you start to work more on yourself and your emotions and your feelings, of which, you know, I've had lots of experience of helping other people through those things. But, you know, one of the great things about being a mental health nurse or a counsellor or a nurse or any sort of practitioner like that is that you can avoid your own crap because you're helping everybody else with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing you said in there right at the beginning was when you were in your, your, your nursing career, you didn't follow one format for everybody. You realised that not one, one size doesn't fit all. And that's exactly the way this journey goes. One size doesn't fit all. We, we all make this journey in a way that, it's us because we're all at different ages, stages of life, different things going on in our life at the time. So, you know, following one course doesn't work. We're a bit like, I suppose we're a bit like one of those little estuaries or whatever that meanders, you know, it, it twists and turns depending on what's going on on any given day. And yeah, emotions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, roller coaster. But but I think you know it, it. It and this is one of the things that I say. But it is very important because it is our journey. It is our journey alone. We are on a joint journey as people that have gone ahead of us, which is great that that have got sober, so we can see that it works. We can see that it can happen. Yeah, and they are great people to to walk with because they can give us lots of advice and lots of great support. And that was a really big part of my journey was the connection and, and reaching out. But I think not only is it a different journey for us individually, but it's a different journey for us day by day as well. And what works for me one day might not work for me the next day. And that's why it's important to get quite a few tools and resources in our toolbox to help us. And, and again, these are the sorts of things that my book 
covers is all the different tools, all the different resources that we can we can use, like the act, the playing it forwards, mantras, yeah. you know, meditation. And then it's got tips on meditation hacks, how to help yourself with meditation, you know, mindfulness, lots and lots of, of mental health stuff because we we start to not only feel feelings when we get sober, but we have to start learning to recognize what is this actual feeling that I'm feeling? And what the hell am I going to do with it? Because I can't numb it anymore. And it can be very scary. And, and we find lots of triggers that will will come up that we didn't know about before until we get saved and then we find triggers. So there's lots of things like that and lots of different resources, lots of different ideas, and just lots of information to give people an idea of how to plan their own thinking or sobriety journey because it's not about telling people you've got to stop drinking. It's about giving people the information to make an informed choice and to give them hope and to be more curious and to ask more questions and do their own research, really, because that that was another big part. You know, I I mentioned Danny Grace and this Naked Mind earlier, and there was lots of things in there that I was like, wow, I didn't know that. Arsenic, you know, alcohol contains arsenic. Wow. And then I'm like, why does it contain arsenic? How does arsenic get into alcohol? So then I started reading and researching more. So you, you may read in other books that alcohol contains arsenic and formaldehyde and acetaldehyde and, and poisons and chemicals, but they don't kind of tell you why. So in my book, I've delved a little bit deeper and it will tell you why and where all that comes from. And it's also in other foods and it's in other stuff. And it will actually give you the, the proper information and very clear statistics as well on things. I think some statistics in other books can are open to misinterpretation. It's only us interpreting it in our own minds, you know, mm-hmm. but this is very clear, very clear statistics of around death and alcohol and the, the issues that it causes. And it, it's not just, I mean, sometimes I look at it and I think, oh, perhaps it's a little bit mistitled, it's a bit misleading because it is about alcohol and sobriety. But you don't have to be addicted to read it or to benefit from this. You don't have to be addicted to alcohol. You could be addicted to other stuff and still benefit from it. Or you could just want some ideas for positive well-being and and life, really, living a, a good and positive and healthy, healthy life. Well, you you know that I've gone through some pretty traumatic stuff the last few months in that I lost my dad, my husband, mm. my biggest supporter in the world. And I find, excuse me, folks, I find this book actually helps me with that because the emotions that come alive when you're giving up alcohol you deal with on a daily basis. And so when I feel an emotion since losing Dan, this is grief, which is Mm -hmm. no different. It's the same kinds of emotion. You feel anxiety then, you feel anxiety now. So what are the answers? You know, when I feel anxious, give me some guidance so I can go to this book for that, not just for alcohol, which was Mm -hmm. my drug of choice. And Going back to, to what you were saying, all of a sudden it it dawned on me, excuse me, folks, that was our fearless leader calling me, and I've just cut him off. That was our friend Drifter. I've just <laughs> sent him to voicemail. He can get go to voicemail for a minute. <laughs> One of the things that dawned on me, and 
here we go. I am closing in on two and a half years, but I'm still learning something. I still listen to when something when someone says something and I have these aha moments. You talking about it suddenly made me realize that you have to, sobriety starts in the mind. Mm. It has to start in the mind. This is where um, it all works from is the mind. It, it's your brain. Like you were saying, you look and it said it had arsenic in it. Well, why does it have arsenic in it? So you start questioning things. So your, your sobriety starts in your mind. I mean, your heart gets involved because you're just so sick and tired of feeling the feelings that, well, of not feeling. The only feelings you feel when you, you wake up hungover are shame, depression, nausea, where's the nearest bathroom, all those kind of things. And when you start with your sobriety and the clarity starts coming, you start recognizing emotions. And I, I did a podcast the other night and we talked about living intentionally. What does it mean? Mm. And to me, it means living today in the best way I can. And that's where this book can help me on day-to-day -day living. If something occurs, it's not just for my sobriety anymore. I can yeah. use this book for other issues. Yes, there are answers to other questions. And I will say I used this book in a lady's Zoom. And I asked one of the ladies who had the book with her to open it. At, at one page and we would do a, we would do a pod we would do our ladies zoom based on the topic and the topic was fact or fiction fact not fiction yeah which here we go again fact not fiction get it into your mind this is where you start learning to be sober this is where you get sober is in your mind and that occurred to me when you were talking yeah, yeah. And, and mindset is huge, isn't it? It's an absolutely huge thing. And, and you know, the title of the book is The A to Z of Alcohol and Sobriety. So it is in an A to Z format. It is in the alphabet running down. There's nearly just under 500 he headings, I think. I think I lost count. I did try to count them all, but yeah. it's just under just under 500 headings, I think, which is quite, quite a lot of things within there. And, you know, mindset, it says is so important. If we tell ourselves we can't, then we won't. If we tell ourselves we can, then we will. But how to shift it? Find your reason, your affirmations, your motivation, and stick to it. Most importantly, remember you have a choice. Only you can change this. And within there, there's four, just in that paragraph, there's four highlighted words, which is affirmations, motivation, and choice. Sorry, three, I can't even count. There's three highlighted words. Yeah. And so you can then turn to them headings and learn more and, and, you know, look at what choice is and how to, how to even find your choice. How do we even choose between things? And what is our motivation? You can all say it's about actually sitting and looking, what is our real motivation? So this book can be read from start to finish. And I would recommend really that you read it to start with just from start to finish, mm -hmm. but then use it after that as a reference. It would make a lot more sense if you read it like the way through, but, but it's, it's, I think it's a great book and the fact that you can just pick it up and you can just put it down and you could just look at one. And I've actually had a really tough time the last few weeks as well. And I've actually been picking it up myself. 
I've actually been looking. <laughs> and I'm like, going, just trust in the process, trust in the process. I'm like, right, what did I actually write about that? So I'll pick it up and read what I wrote about that just to remind me because it's a reminder that actually I wrote about that when things weren't quite so stressful. I did also write some of my book when things were really stressful as well. So the, the, the book obviously took, well, it took 18 months from the first thoughts to, to publication. So things change a lot. And that, that was quite interesting, actually, is that, that things are forever changing. Mm -hmm. And there'll be bits that I'd go back and keep rewriting and rewriting because my thoughts and my progress had changed so much from where it had been like a year ago when I'd first written that section. And so I had to revamp it to where it was now. And it got to a point where like, well, I've got to stop. I could actually keep rewriting this book for eternity, but it has to stop somewhere because I needed to get it published. So... Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it was interesting. That was an interesting process to see how how I changed within it as well. And, and my, my key thing was to make a difference to one person's life, this book. I just wanted to make a difference to one person's life. And I didn't realise it was actually going to be mine. It made yeah. a huge difference to mine of what, what I learned. But going back to what you said there, and you, you, you kept going back to the book and you were thinking you had to keep revising certain sections of it because you were changing yeah I mean when you first came came into this and you, the idea of the book you kept thinking it's just you kept thinking of it am I right or wrong that it's a starting point for people they can pick up this book and they can say okay how do I do this what does this mean and you can pick it up and you can go to that section that word whatever is buzz buzzing through your head but then you started constantly revising and we look at the world totally different from where we are now to where we were two years ago. And yeah, I, yeah and I think that the first year is just, well, it's, it's all education. Even now, it's still education, still educating yourself. Like I just said a few minutes ago, you said something that really clicked with me and I went, oh, yeah. So it's a constant learning curve, but... It's not so much about the alcohol for me now. It's more about me. It's myself putting in the boundaries, which is another word that's in our book here. <laughs> and if you go to SobertownPodcast.com, you can go and do the rewired Zooms, which take in all the necessaries for that one, boundaries. I can't remember all of the topics now on that one because I haven't looked at it for quite a while. So there's quite a few things there on that one, the rewired Zooms. Yeah. Uh, and there's probably, a book and probably quite a lot of the, the headings in, in my book as well. You know, I've yeah. tried to cover as much as possible. I've tried to, because that is the difficult thing as well. It, it's trying to take your back self back to the beginning, the things you wanted to know right back at the beginning when you're sort of further along in the process. But you, I get there and hope you know I can always add to it I, and it will evolve and there is actually my email address is actually in the book for people to contact me with their comments and yeah they can just contact me give me ideas give me some feedback what they want because it can evolve and it it will change all the time but it's it's kind of reminding ourselves I, I think I wanted the main things of the book was something that was easy to read that was good for people who are depressed, who are drinking, who may have brain damage from drinking or from other reasons, who weren't good readers anyway, who don't enjoy reading, and they can just pick it up and put it down and read what they want, 
when they want from it. And I will do an audible at some point as well when my life calms down a bit. I will Busy do lives. That. Yeah, so it is available on Kindle. It is available in paperback and in hardback as well. But it will come out in Audible at some point in in the future. But you know, this I, I think this kind of sums up my aim was that you may not agree with everything I've written. My word is not gospel. But if anything in particular stirs you up, maybe ask yourself what that is about. So straight away with that, I'm asking people to be empowered and start questioning their own thing. This book contains everything I think you need to know to make choices about your alcohol or sobriety journey. It is not necessarily everything you want to know. My intention is to give you hope, help you to feel less alone and inspire you to be more curious. So that was my aim, but to put it in a very, not simple, but an easy read, to put it in an easy read format so that everybody can get the information that, that they need to make a decision about, about drinking or to get help with their, their life or addiction. It's even got things in there like dry drunk. Because when I first started, people would be mentioned on the I Am Sober app, a dry drunk. A dry, and I'm like, mm -hmm. what is a dry drunk? So this was the other thing. I want people to be able to pick up this book, not need a dictionary, not need to be able to Google anything because hopefully everything is in there that you need to know. You can go to another heading with, with that and it will tell you what it, what it means. And like I said, I'm using it for things other than sobriety because, I mean, sobriety covers many, many topics that you can get sober from anything. It doesn't necessarily mean alcohol. No. You know, you struggled with sugar. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially since I've given up alcohol, cross-addiction. So cross-addiction and sugar in here as well. Yeah, yeah. so there you go, cross-addiction. It's in the book. Yeah. Folks, anything you want to find that will help you. Send, I mean, we're used to rabbit holes, Karina and I, because we get a topic, as she was saying. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, what does that mean? So down the rabbit hole, she went to discover what a dry drug was, and she's written the answers for you there to save you the trouble of going down rabbit holes. So it doesn't matter what way you work this journey, if you're an AA person, if you are an online person, there are many sober groups online now. God bless COVID for that one. It's about mm -hmm. the only thing we can thank COVID for is giving us a virtual community to connect with. Yeah. It's, it's, we are a new generation actually of sober warriors <laughs> because we became sober virtually. Yeah, we did. We did initially. We got yeah. sober, but we, those friendships have developed one. And I was trying mm -hmm. to count the other day. I think it's about, about 17 people, sober people I've met now. It's amazing, season. isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. I'm about to go and meet a whole load more yeah. at the end of October in Moab. Uh, there's a big sober get-together. It's yeah. been great to talk. It's been great to chat. And what I want to do is actually read a couple of dedications in this book. I'll, I'll my, Actually, I will read the first one if you will read the second one, because I know what the I'll second the one will do. We, Karina and I are involved in some community groups. We, we, we've, we're not experts in this, believe it or not. We're just ordinary people getting sober. And that's what Sober Town is all about. It's just ordinary, everyday people getting sober. 
And we've got some ladies groups because we feel that ladies need safe spaces to feel comfortable, you know, talking with other women. And in one of our groups, we had a beautiful, beautiful friend, sober and sane. She was actually a member of the I Am Sober community who we give a shout out to because it's where we all met. On the I Am Sober app, which you will find on the app store, on the in the app store, I Am Sober. It's a whole community of like-minded people, same as Sobertown, which is what IAS birthed Sobertown really, didn't it? It did, yeah. But one of our beautiful friends, I'll read what Karina wrote, and then we'll have just a couple of minutes to chat about it. She wrote, in loving memory of my beautiful sober sister, sober and sane, thank you so much for coming into my life. My world is a richer place for having known you. Thank you for showing me the true meaning of strength and courage. You are and always will be my guiding light. I will not drink with you nor for you today. In my moments of weakness, thoughts of you will give me the strength to carry on. Good night, sweet angel. Fell asleep the 15th of January, 2022 at 11 months and one day sober. She meant a lot to you, didn't she? Yeah, she did. And I, I think well, to, to many of us and our Fanny Pack group and, and to many on the I'm Sober app as well. And she she fought so bravely. She was a lady that, that had had breast cancer and had a double mastectomy. And she 100% blamed alcohol for causing the cancer. She was absolutely convinced. And she was, so not only was she quitting the drink and being sober, she was also fighting cancer she was so she was fighting two things really mm-hmm. and then unfortunately very she was doing really well and she was really chirpy and then just just before Christmas in December she suddenly just very suddenly got liver pain and a very acute liver pain had scans and she developed liver cancer and yeah by the 15th of January she'd she'd gone so very very quick I will say to people that when the liver is involved to that extent, the chances of survival are slim because there are no cures really for when the liver starts failing. Mm -hmm. They can give you medicines. You can have various procedures done. I'm only speaking from myself. I mean, there's probably someone out there saying you're talking a load of rubbish. Maybe I am, I don't know, but it's the way I felt because... Bless his heart, my dad, he had kidney failure. Mm. And he could have dialysis that would keep him alive and keep him going. But once the liver became involved, the survival rate truly diminished. Yeah, because he, he went on to get a CTCs, didn't he? And yeah, yeah. a CTCs is something that... And he didn't develop... He did have cirrhosis of the liver, but it wasn't from alcohol. He mm. had hepatitis C and developed cirrhosis of the liver from that. And cirrhosis of the liver is one of the biggest fears for a lot of people who drink a lot of alcohol. Yeah, definitely. Because it, it, it is a true fear. It is very realistic. It's scarring of the tissue within the liver. And the liver is a, a huge, you know, it pays a momentous part of, it's like a big factory, our liver. Should I just read it? Should I just read the liver? Yeah, from the book. I'll read, I'll read about the liver. Let's quickly, oh gosh. 
alphabet and the I, I hate the alphabet now. <laughs> but, right, liver. So the liver is our biggest organ and the only one with two blood supplies. Nutrients come into it from our intestines and or, or oxygen comes into it from our heart. The liver is thought to carry out over 500 functions, including filtering the blood, storing nutrients, making and breaking down blood cells, helping digestion and absorbing nutrients, controlling disease, breaking down and changing food, drinks and drugs. It is a vital machine that we need to keep oiled. Alcohol puts a huge pressure on our liver and can lead to inflammation, scarring, lesions, liver damage, cirrhosis and liver failure. So fortunately, this is one good thing about the liver. Fortunately, the liver can repair and regenerate mm -hmm. itself. So it's great if we can stop drinking before it is too late. So it, it is one of those, we can have liver transplants. We can have part of our liver removed and our liver will sort of kind of grow back and it will regenerate itself. But with things like cancer, unfortunately, it, it then sort of with cirrhosis and cancer, it can then affect the pancreas and the spleen, which affects all of that. And then you get the acetosis that, you know, all the fluid buildup, which is, is basically the, the bloating that, that is a buildup. So if I just quickly read about cirrhosis as well. So we've got all this yucky stuff in here all this technical mm -hmm. stuff I it, the, the thing away. is alcohol is the, the effects of alcohol are not pretty not pretty you can't make it look wonderful there are no unicorns farting rainbows in this you know <laughs> it's the real stuff this is yeah yeah, it is, but but and hopefully balanced. There is some humor in the book as yeah. well. There's humorous stories as well. So let's quickly read about cirrhosis. It's an advanced stage of liver disease. Our usually smooth liver tissue becomes scarred and bumpy. Many of us are not aware we have cirrhosis as our liver does not become painful unless it is quite badly damaged. Feeling generally unwell, nausea, vomiting, tenderness on the upper right side of our tummy, weight loss, spider capillaries above the waist and blotchy red palms are all signs of this. Alcohol causes liver inflammation and disease. Blood tests can show the extent of the damage and the area of the liver affected. By stopping drinking, we can slow down, stop and even repair liver damage. If we don't, then this may lead to liver failure and a liver transplant. And you can actually, there's actually a reference. You can, you can actually read more about cirrhosis and see a picture of its effects on the liver at the cirrhosis of the liver, British Liver Trust. So you can actually go on the British Liver Trust and have a look. I think and I know a lot about the liver, actually, because not only did Dan have a CTs, but he, he also had esophageal varices. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, folk, is another side effect of liver failure. And if you don't know what esophageal varices is, Google. It's not pretty. It's extremely scary to see. Mm -hmm. And I would think for the person, it's extremely scary to go through. So I know that sounds... Alcohol itself can actually cause that as well. Those yeah. Disease, they yeah. can cause that. And I've nursed people with that. And I just wanted to just quickly, because, you know, when we talk about cancer and things as well, you know, some people, and I've had people say to me, yeah, but it's only if you're a really heavy drinker that this stuff happens <laughs> me. So I'm just going to quickly, especially for women, I'm going to just read about estrogen, okay? Yes. Female hormone and part of our reproductive system. Alcohol is known to increase estrogen levels, and this can lead to breast cancer, which is the leading cause of death in women. Mm -hmm. Regularly drinking two alcoholic drinks a day can increase our risk of breast cancer by 30 to 40%. So that's 
just two hours yeah. literally that day and just one drink a day post-menopause so we do not have to be heavy drinkers for these things to to affect us you know just just the lower and and, and it's scary you know when I was researching this book it's things like just 14 units in one sitting you know they recommend 14 units is the most we we should drink we recommend obviously none but just 14 units in one binge could lead us to kidney dialysis and have yes. our kidneys filtered. Just 14 units. Um, when we look at a bottle of wine, it's just under nine units. So a bottle and a half of wine, you could end yeah. up with kidney That dialysis. was a daily thing, you know, and I just thank the Lord that, well, I don't know what's going on inside my body because I'm not that clever. I can't see in it. But so far, so good. My blood tests are coming back good. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is hunky-dory at the moment, as far as I know. But there is such a scary side to alcohol that all these little pretty ads that you see on the TV with these people sitting around a bonfire with a nice little bottle of beer or, you know, this couple sitting in the bath with a nice Mm -hmm. glass of wine. Yeah, it's wonderful. If it's not a regular occurrence. If you only drink on your birthday, which is once a year, is that a bad thing? If you're a normal person who can take it and leave it, but for the rest of us, people like me, I can't even take one sip. It's not going to happen. And to be truthful, I don't want to anymore. I'm not. No. Do you know what? I'm sitting here smiling because I'm thinking that, yeah, we, we, we talk, so we talk to people, we talk about people who can just have a drink every now and again as normies, don't we? Yeah. But I actually, in writing this book, decided that we are the normal ones because alcohol is a highly toxic and addictive substance. <laughs> so we are reacting to it in the way that we should be. Those people that don't get addicted are abnormal because they're not reacting to <laughs> it. <laughs> Oh, my God. Can we put a spin on everything? We're so clever, aren't we? Look how many excuses we found to drink. Oh, God. You know, yeah, we can do that. But yeah. this has been I'm absolutely... Just... Oh, how much time have we got? We're running out of time, are we? Nah, we've got as much time as you want to talk. Right, I mean, we haven't I just, chatted just for a while like this, you, but I think actually we should start winding it up. But, yeah, go ahead. You talk about X-ray because it's just like a nicer side of the book and sort of you you mentioned about x-ray and knowing what's yeah. going on and then we'll read the other dedication okay all right okay. so x-ray there are lots of body imaging scans being done especially on the brain to help us view and understand the devastating effects of alcohol but what of actual x-rays well they can be used to detect breaks in enlarged organs and tumors which could be associated with cancer all of which can be caused by alcohol Long-term use of alcohol can actually lead to a thinning of our bones and make us more prone to fractures. On a more imaginative note, I love this from my saver sister, Mermaid Must Not Drown. So I just wanted to say a good big mm-hmm. shout out to the I Am Saber community because I did write this book, but I didn't do it alone. I had lots of support. I, I put out, you know, things to people like, oh, can you give me sort of your addict voice names? Can you tell me your best quit lit books? Can you tell me your best podcasts? And and I got lots of ideas and support and, and mantras and things from other people as well, which is brilliant. So it's, it's been a community effort. And I'd put out about X, what do I write under X? There's not a lot you can write under X, is there really? But I would put up X-ray and Mermaid Must Not Drown came back with this on her more magic because she's very poetic. And I kind of start the book 
with with one of her poems and sort of right near the back yeah. ending as well. So and she put often as drinkers, this is this is just her right, not a poem. Often as drinkers, we can completely ignore and avoid what drinking does to our insides because we can't see them. If we are able to x-ray ourselves whilst drinking or after consuming too much over a period of time, we could compare these with how they should look, a healthy x-ray versus a poisoned one. And what if we could get an x-ray vision of what it does to our emotions and to our soul? If we could x-ray our actual souls when we are partaking in poison to see unequivocally what is happening as we are going, as we are doing it to ourselves, Maybe our souls will cry out to us through those x-rays and plead with us to stop, same as our organs. And then she wrote a, a poem as well, which I, because we're winding out of time, like, you can get my book and you can read it if you wish. But I'm yes, going folks, to... get onto yes. amazon.co.uk or amazon.com, wherever. Yeah. Or ever, um, it's worldwide. And it's yeah, it's global. India now as well. So, yeah. yes, And uh, please don't forget to, when you get the book, and you use the book, please don't forget to leave some reviews because it and the reviews will help other people find this book. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and please, please do that just so that people can see. And contact me as well on on the email address that's in there to, to yeah, just give me yeah. some ideas and some feedback. That'd be great. Constructive criticism is always welcomed and, and that as well. You know, please take them on and tell me. But I just want to, to read this dedication. Um, the book is also in loving memory of Dan, who even when he was dying made his wife Polly A, that's you, <laughs> promise him that she would not drink again. I am so glad they had two sober years together, and I'm eternally grateful that he supported her in supporting all of us. While caring for her Dan, Polly has spent hundreds of hours supporting others, especially ladies, in their sobriety. It was lovely to see Dan when he popped on to say hello to us too. May your TARDIS take you to another realm where your spirit can roam free. And may our Polly find peace when she feels you in the wind. Fell asleep 17th of June 2022, following a long illness, courageously born. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you for everything that you do. For everything that you we do. do. Because we do. This, yeah. this, this keeps us, there's nothing more important than community to us uh, and it's not just a sober community it's it's a community of friends hmm. friends who understand each other friends who can be there for each other so yes we're getting sober and there are many people within our community who are not just getting sober from alcohol they they're getting sober from other substances as well but we're a community of friends who support each other through all this so I have so enjoyed getting on this train with you, but my teacup is empty. Okay, so that let me means, have a refill. <laughs> so that means I've got to go and fill my cup back up again because I tell you okay. what, tea is my life. <laughs> tea is my yeah. life. So, darling, God bless you. You and I, folks, Karina and I are having a tough 2022, but you know what? We're doing it sober. We are dealing with it in the same way we deal with our sobriety one day at a time, one yeah. moment at a time. And as Karina says, we're staying in our hula hoop. In our hula hoop. In our hula hoop. In our hula hoop. 
I've actually yeah. got a hula hoop now. I've been using it. <laughs> I keep doing it by my back. I'm going to stand in it. I'm not going to swell it behind the hips. I can't do that. I can stand in it. <laughs> I can actually still do that. I can't believe uh, it. I can still do uh, it. But anyway, no, thank you. I never thank could. you. Thank you. Thank you for riding thank the train you. with me. Thank you. I've enjoyed this. Me too. Well, folks, my mantra, as Karina was saying, we need mantras. My mantra is no sippy, no slippy. As long as I don't sip, I won't slip. And Karina's? Not another drop, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Nope, no matter what. And our fearless leader says, pour the poison down the sink. <laughs> because if you look in Karina's book under the word poison, it says alcohol. So, <laughs> folks, thanks. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for this. Thanks, Karina. We're going to get together again and catch up yeah. on life very, very soon. Bye, folks. Bye bye. Bye. bye.